0: Knowing when to bring somebody else onto the team, we now have nine people on our team. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, our team, our team is why we are where we are today. Um, we have an you know, incredible, dedicated, pet-loving, puppet team.
1: Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner. I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, I am talking to Dr. Kathy Burnell, a veterinarian who is also the creator of new dog gear designed to help pups with sun sensitivities. A lot of dogs can be sensitive to the sun. Kathy and her husband Tony were inspired by their dog Buddy's struggles to create this new product. When Buddy's hat got compliments at the beach and around town, Kathy knew that Puplid could be a business. Her veterinary expertise combined with Tony's engineer skills helped them to create a hat that not only looks cute, But more importantly, it serves a function and it is more comfortable for dogs to wear than other alternatives. Kathy talked to me about some of the challenges of running a product business and how important it is to hire a good team to help you grow. That's why I want to know if you could hire someone to help you in some area of your pet business, what would that role be? I'm curious to hear everyone's answers come over to the Wear Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group or send me a DM on Instagram at Repeat. Kathy Burnell is a doctor of veterinary medicine with over 24 years of experience and co-founder of the cutest new pet accessory, PupLid. Currently residing in San Diego, California, Dr. Burnell practices small animal medicine and surgery. When she's not in the field working with various pets, Kathy dedicates her time to Puplid with her husband, Tony, working to provide dogs everywhere with serious eye protection, a comfortable fit, and a look that is widely considered a staple of modern California style. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Hi,
0: Tori. I'm doing well. How are
1: you? I'm really good. For me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Um, we don't often have uh, vets on the show, so that's a special treat to have you here. And um, I'm excited to learn about this business of PupLid. So in your bio, we describe PupLid as serious eye protection and also California style. But for the people who are listening and can't see what we're talking about, could you describe what PupLid is?
0: Yes. So PopLid is um, the company that my husband, Tony, and I created to um, make trucker hats for dogs, well-fitting, comfortable trucker hats that active dogs could wear. Um, and we chose trucker hats because our dog, Buddy, he's a beach-loving dog. We wanted him to, he has sun-sensitive eyes. We wanted him to feel, fit in at the beach and look like, look like the rest of, um, you know, just Fit in at the beach. Fit in with
1: everyone else who's hanging out. Fit everyone else.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we chose a trucker hat because so many people choose to wear trucker hats at the beach. And Buddy started getting a lot of attention. Um, Most importantly, it helped protect his eyes. He no longer was um, showing the anxiety he was having because his eyes are sensitive to the sun. And he was able to go to the beach and go for walks and be comfortable and no longer have... um, the problems that were happening before we protected his eyes other people started asking where did we get this it's amazing um there's a squeal effect behind pop lids where people when they first see one a lot of times we'll hear people squeal and just like show this excitement and like oh my gosh i have to get one and at this point we just made it for buddy but we started thinking oh, this could become this this is a, another way eyes of veterinarian can help dogs and we can spread joy to people because people are really enjoying this. So yeah. we created Puplet, the business.
1: I think it's like multiple levels because people um, people can enjoy how cute the hat is, but then they can also feel good that they're making their dog more comfortable.
0: Exactly. And that makes us feel good too, because our goal is that Puplet is like a vehicle for doing good in the world um, and spreading joy, happiness. And also we can get into this later, but just helping like charitable companies, businesses, and because we can put customized designs on our PUP lids. So we will help other organizations. Like um, we've done this with um, the Southern Nevada Beagle Rescue, and Tracy's paws. And there's this mini horse rescue. Actually, there's so many horses that wear pup lids and they're therapy horses. And that organization wanted to make the horses just more, um, like people to be bond with them more and feel a little bit, um, more comfortable with them. So yeah. they put trucker hats on them and it helps some of the people in the therapy, um, be more comfortable and want to get on the horses and also helps with their um, promotions.
1: Yeah. That's fantastic. It, it, for, for people who are going to the therapy, mini horses, uh, um, to overcome like anxiety or anything, it probably makes the horses just so much more approachable.
0: Right. Right. That's exactly it. And, you know, so that's, We feel really good about supporting these organizations because whether it's pet adoption or helping people through pet therapy, it's just really cool. All of the different um, ways Pupwood, like we can try to help make a difference in the world. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, So I have a a question for pet owners, um, which is how would someone know if their dog has sun sensitive eyes?
0: So that's a great question, and I think a lot of people don't even realize it. Um, what I've found like, some obvious reasons, obvious things people can find um, with their dogs is they might squint, um, they might um, just be more hesitant to go outside on a sunny day. Uh, and then there are other, like Buddy actually has something where he can be outside on a relatively sunny day and sometimes be okay. But if he actually sees the sun, um, that intensity, I I suspect it's the intensity of seeing the sun. It's too much. It's, and he, he stresses out and he's actually tried to jump into traffic and he's tried to do some pretty crazy things like running up a hill. But basically his eyes, he is sensitive to the sun and it does affect him. Um, And, so he no longer does that when he wears a pup lid. Buddy's situation is a little bit more extreme, but I have heard other people tell me this too. Even clients who have brought their pets, dogs into me um, as a patient without them knowing that I'm involved in pup lid, have told me that their dogs do this. So I know Buddy's not alone, but it's not that common. Um, yeah, but, but that would
1: you'd have to be, um, you know, a little detective to kind of figure that out, right? Because did you at first think that maybe there was a sound or a, a bee or something else that was causing him to freak out?
0: Yes, exactly. I had to, it took a while, um, but he was probably about, figured this out in about 2014. So yeah, it did take a while, but he was a, several years old. But then once we put two and two together, it was like, okay, this is, and when, and when he did jump into the traffic one day, trying to get away from the sun, that was like, we we definitely need to do something. Yeah. And that's also when we tried to just buy him a visor or a hat or something. And then we realized there wasn't anything on the market that would stay on well, that fit well, or that just fit his style. So Mm -hmm. that's when we got to town working on making him his own pup lid. and my husband I had to give him a lot of credit for that because Tony he's an engineer by training so he just got to work he was sewing and re-engineering existing like children's trucker hats and then I would give advice like just based on what I what my experiences with dogs and what I think okay we need to do this for the ears we need to do this to protect the eyes like not just protect from sun but protect so they don't get um material doesn't touch the actual eyes um and then it needs to be comfortable and you know with the chin strap system all of that so the two of us put our brains together yeah i like
1: i like how i especially like how you bring your kind of veterinary expertise to it and and talking about you know how, how the, how the visor part of the hat has to protect the eyes in like a medical way, not just to be cute.
0: Right. Right. That was very important to me and to Tony as well. We both wanted to make sure the product that we were going to make was functional. It's uh, a dog would continue to wear. It's not just g- gimmicky. Um, so we need to put on, just take a picture. We want it. It's gear. Yeah, it, so yeah, they it's are gear. very Instagrammable and very fun. Um, but with that said, we we created gear to help protect dogs. Yeah,
1: I guess you guys have started to make, decided to start making it into a business because so many people, like you said, were squealing in joy and asking you about this, and so that's when you realized that this is like a thing we should make for other people.
0: Correct, right? Um, and for me, as a veterinarian my instinct is is to want to help pets. And I just saw this as a wonderful way that I can reach so many more pets and make a difference in their lives. And so for me that's very rewarding.
1: But running a business, especially a product-based business, is very different than being a veterinarian and, and working with animals and, and clients and that kind of stuff. So what, what are some of kind of like the challenges and maybe some of the parts that you like about having the business being so different from your other job?
0: Yes. Yeah, so yeah, you're so right. Running a business and doing a startup is so different than being a veterinarian. Um, And every day I have to say, Google is wonderful. Google and YouTube, I learn a lot. (laughs) Um, And then also knowing, knowing when to bring somebody else onto the team, we now have, including Tony and myself, nine people on our team. Wow. Yeah. uh, And so it's, and some are more part-time, but Mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, our team, our team is why we are where we are today. We have, incredible, dedicated, pet-loving public team. When you
1: started to hire team members, what was like one of the first roles that you
0: wanted to outsource or wanted to ask for help with? Okay. Yes. Great question. Um, Operations. Um, Well, the first thing we wanted to... One of my cats has been at the door. And like meowing, let then, him in. Let him in. I might. She stopped, but she's like actually like sounding like a puma. She's all banging on the door. <laughs> so, sorry for a sec. Um, okay, oh, so the first two, first person we brought on board was a direct director of operations, and he, his name is Mike. um Incredible, and he helped establish us and. Um, get our Amazon presence because we also offer Publids on Amazon. And so he helps structure our Amazon listings and all the content, which is phenomenal. And he also has been instrumental in being able to help take for between then and when we've hired two, two more people to help with actually preparing the poplids because each poplit comes blank and then we put a heat transfer um, design on each poplid. So being able to have Mike come on board and take that over for us. So Tony and I could, could spend time on other, other poplid items. Um, And then we had two, two people who've come on and they are, full-time working on public production and um, we have other projects as well, but they've been instrumental in letting us move forward because otherwise you can get caught in that cycle of just spinning your wheels, just trying to you know, provide the product existing products to your customers without being able to grow further.
1: Yeah. You can definitely get stuck in just fulfilling and, and catching up constantly and not really thinking big.
0: Right, right, and um, we also have for for a good while. I was doing social media, and I was in charge. You know, I would charge the Instagram and the Facebook, which I really loved. And actually, during COVID, that was wonderful because it allowed me to help connect with people. And limitation with social media for me was that I still was still working three days a week as a veterinarian. And those days can be long. Um, mm-hmm. They can be up to 14 hours. And so I had to um, find a balancing act between engaging with people on social media, but not so much that I would leave them hanging while I was working as a veterinarian. So mm-hmm. I could only grow in social media so much before um, it would get to where it was I wouldn't be able to respond. Right. And so we have. um, Leanna now who is in charge of social media. She's incredible with that. And we also are on TikTok now. And she's, I'm so impressed by what she does. I mean, it really speaks to. She's a younger generation and she really just speaks to her sensibilities and her experience with um, social media. Uh, And we also have Ashley. She's on the. Back end, um, she integrates all the systems. I'm probably getting into too many details. I'm just trying to give shout outs because I, we, we really have an incredible team.
1: Yeah, I can tell, like, just I know everyone's listening and they can't see us, but I could see like your face lighting up talking about everyone. So it sounds yeah. like you guys are close too.
0: Yeah, Finley, Sam, Michael, Ali, you're just, I, yeah, incredible.
1: And I think it's really wise um, that you and Tony kind of realized the value of outsourcing or maybe outsourcing isn't the right word, but like bringing on team members to help with stuff um, because other things in life can be demanding as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's so easy to just be your mind filled up with so many different projects and then just really just feel like you can't move forward. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's also... Something to think about every day. It's like, okay, what tasks am I going to take on? What is the most important thing I can do today to help move Pupplet to the next step? Um, Get it in front of more people because we believe in our products so much. We really do want Puplid to be known and for people to be able to um, have Pupplets for their dogs and protect their dog's eyes. Um, Another thing is, is... changing people's perceptions about dog hats and some protection for dogs because I think a lot of people have an idea of my dog's not going to wear a hat. My, my dog will never put up with that. And that's true for some dogs, but just like with wearing a harness or getting your dog used to any piece of apparel, um, positive reinforcement, you know, just getting them used to the, a pup lid. And I will also say we spend a lot of time Tony, a lot of time with engineering the puplets to be very comfortable for dogs. So a lot of dogs will accept our puplets when people are like, wow, my dog never let me put a hat on. I can't believe my dog's just standing here letting, letting right. this happen. And so I think it just speaks to the fact that we really put a lot of effort into the engineering. And Tony did an amazing job with the construction of the puplets.
1: So it sounds like people, they really have to try it to believe it. Um, and when you were talking about, you know, people kind of um, having a hesitancy towards hats or saying my dog would never wear that. It makes me think of people who are like, oh, my dog would n- can never wear booties. We tried it once and it just like was a disaster. They hated it. And I'm always right. uh, like biting my tongue, like, well, maybe you should
0: try a different approach, you know, like, and more than once. <laughs> Exactly they're like positive reinforcements and really goes a long way and then just slowly getting your dog used to something um, with that said, when we do live events um we you know, as long as that family says yes we can give treats to their dog um, a lot of times we'll use treats as we get them used to the pup lid we'll let them sniff the pup lid and then when they look comfortable, we'll tell the pizza the family how to put it on and um, Usually, a lot of times, dogs, even at just live events, the first first time, they're okay with it, and they a lot of them will just walk off wearing their pup lids. Not every dog's going to be that way, and sometimes it's going to take a few few tries at home. But again, positive reinforcement: put the pup lid on, take your dog for a walk so they get distracted. Um, a lot of times, two or three sessions, they're going to just accept it like no big deal. What's really fun, too, is I hear from some people, this dog in Florida is an example, who family will say, my dog sees this pup and knows he's going somewhere fun. He gets excited. So I love that people are able to, to, um, to bond the hat to a fun event and their dog, dog gets it. Yeah, it's um, just
1: like some dogs, you, you bring out the leash and they get excited and jumping up and down.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, to me,
1: that's, oh, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, you, you're you talking about everything like it was like you had this idea, you made it, Tony, you know, and you work together on the engineering and the fit. And it's just like everything sounds so wonderful. But were there any challenges? Like what was the hardest or what's been the hardest part so far of
0: working on this? Yeah, so the hardest part has been supply. Mm. Uh, and the supply chain, especially with COVID, uh, I'm sure you've heard about. Oh yes, delays, the sh- cargo ships off the coast, um, and so that's been difficult. And also not being able to travel to the factories because factories are overseas to be able to help, help with um, the design of the puppets mm-hmm. and help just move everything forward at a faster pace. There's A lot of mailing pup puppets and prototypes back and forth. Um, all of that is paid off because now we have a product that we're extremely excited about and proud of. Um, but the shipping delays are still an issue. Uh, yeah, I think for then, everybody. Yes, um, I think it's just as as a business owner. I think every business owner just kind of I don't know if that accepts this, but. You can't really do anything, I guess, but accept it. It's, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, you can just like bang your head off the wall, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just know we're not, we're all in the boat together. And um, other things that took some time that probably people wouldn't think about, but um, getting the design patent because we came up with the idea and then we had the puppet created. We wanted to wait to start putting them on the market um, until we had a design patent. So that took a while to get, and we have a utility patent pending as well for the chin strap system. And we call that system, the perfect fit. And yeah, Tony came up with that one. I'll give him credit. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so all of that, it takes a while to get patents through the door, but, um, it, those are extremely important. I would say for somebody who comes up with a unique product, it's worth getting the patent because if you don't, you don't have the protection.
1: Right. When it just makes me think like I'm a, i am I love Shark Tank. And, you know, when you watch that, if somebody has a patent for something, the sharks kind of get excited about it.
0: Right, right. Oh yeah. Shark Tank's a lot of fun to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so speaking of, you know, Growing the business and and you you know ha- have all these this help so you can kind of think about how to get puplet out there more. What are some of your goals? What do you see as the future of puplet? Maybe other other pets or, or what are what's your vision?
0: So our vision is to be able to continue to offer wholesale because we do sell wholesale where we sell puplet designed. Pup Lids and also customized Pup Lids. Uh, and then also we are in 2022, our goal is to be able to start selling individual customized Pup Lids to retail customers. You know, it's just like how if you go on to, you know, a, a website where you can order, you can ask to have your own design put on a t-shirt or a hat. Um, same thing, we would like to be able to offer that. We also have a, six panel camo puplet coming out. It's not a trucker hat, but it's a camo six panel hat for more of the outdoorsy dogs. I'm really excited about that. I love how it looks. And typically I'm not even that much of a camo wearing person, but this, I just, I'm in love with it. It sounds very cute. I love camo print. So it sounds very cute. Uh, We're going to be having, we'll have matching human camo hats. We do that actually for the poplar trucker hats as well, so people can twin with their dogs. Um, but yeah, I'll be wearing that camo. Yeah, camo that'll be really fun. I love the print. And um, we also have another six panel solid poplar, solid, it's more of a baseball hat coming out as well. So that's exciting. And yeah, we hope to continue to grow and get into more pet boutiques and more wholesale and just grow our brand so people can learn about us.
1: Yeah, it's really exciting. I just, you know, listening to you talk just now, my wheels are turning of like all the different ideas and avenues and stuff that it could go into. Like I could see you working with like the MLB and have like a licensed version for all the teams. That would be awesome.
0: That, that, that is a goal.
1: Yeah. That is definitely a goal. Yes. I could see that. I could see that happening for sure. Um, so in the time that we have left, Kathy, could you tell us more about your dog, um, and maybe how he came into your life? I know that he's the inspiration for Puplid, but how did you meet him in the first place?
0: So buddy, I met buddy through my husband because buddy, Buddy was my husband's dog. He and Kit Kat. Um, Kit Kat's one of our three cats. Rizzy and Inky are our other two. And when I met Tony, Buddy was part of the package deal. And Buddy, now a 14-year-old Australian Shepherd mix, he's wonderful. He's just like the sweetest guy. He loves to go for walks, go to the beach. He's a real people dog. He's very social and kind. Um, like loves to meet other dogs as well. He's very good natured, um, and so that's how he came into my life. Yeah, he
1: seems so sweet. Just from like the pictures and, and social media and stuff, he seems like such a sweet dog.
0: He really is. He's he's a gentle gentle fella. Just love him. And how does Buddy get along with the three cats? He he's a, he's they, they, he's a little wary of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's. He's he's such a gentle guy that if they're in his dog bed, he will go find another bed. He will never ask them to get out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they take advantage of the cats, take advantage of that sometimes. Yeah.
1: I think cats are kind of known for,
0: for that, for bullying the dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I see a little twinkle in their eyes sometimes, but they're also very good natured cats. Um, They're very sweet and cuddly and, um, yeah, Rizzy and Inky, they um, they came into my lives when I was in vet school and I went to vet school. Um, I finished vet school 14 years ago. I've been in the field, veterinary field for 24 years, like you'd mentioned. Um, before vet school, I worked as a vet tech assistant, receptionist, um, just knew that I wanted to be in the veterinary field and love being with, love dogs, love cats, love animals in general. Loving around people. So just all of that made sense. And I've just really enjoyed being in the veterinary community all these years.
1: Yeah. I love that you started, you know, as a receptionist and a vet tech and all those kind of things and then decided to keep going and get your DVM. That's really amazing.
0: Right. It's it's been quite a journey.
1: Yeah. And now, you know, product inventor, business owner, I mean, you're just keep adding to the things that you're working on. That's
0: true, and I will say with um, with things opening back up with COVID, um, I'm loving getting back out into the live events. That's really just that's I that's that's my place. I love being able to be around people, meet their dogs, um, introduce people to lid. Um So I've been really excited that we've been able to do that with a couple of surf dog events, um, like the Helen Woodward Surf Dog Event here at Sport. They um help um, with pet adoptions, and so we love supporting them. And it's just great to get back out in the community.
1: Well, San Diego, I'm sure, has so many dog friendly events and just events that aren't even geared towards dogs, but people bring their dogs too. So there's probably lots of opportunities.
0: There are. um, I'm thinking of one really fun one as well: Barks and Brews, Mm. mix two of my favorite things. Yeah, and yeah, so we 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 um, participated in that event. San Diego really is a fun place for for people and dogs. It's very dog friendly and um, the weather's perfect most of the year to be able to gather outside.
1: That's what it seems like. I enjoy following a lot of dogs on Instagram in San Diego while I'm freezing my butt off in Pittsburgh.
0: (laughs) I can look at their pictures out there. (laughs) I I, I can relate. Um, I, I lived in Colorado for seven years. So winters there were different than winters that friends like my friends here are still in San Diego, they send me pictures and I'm like, can't relate. No,
1: I know. Um, it's snowy. Well, now you live in paradise um, <laughs> and you have, it sounds like just a great life with, you know, so many different passions. So thank you for sharing your story on the show here and for telling us all about Poplid. I really enjoyed it. If you could tell our listeners, where can they find PupLid
0: online? Yes. So um, PupLid can be found at PupLid, P-U-P-L-I-D dot And also we have um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, also PupLid. And um, I can be found on LinkedIn, Kathy Burnell. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. Um, it was great having you on again. And thank you so much.
0: Tori, thank you so much for this opportunity. i really enjoyed speaking with you. You're so welcome.
1: What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at Team Mystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Where Wag Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wherewagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.